Welcome to episode 81 of The Numbers Game. I'm Jason. I'm here with Nick and Marty. And apparently I went early last episode with getting excited about being, you know, close to 100. You're right, Marty. Another 19 more episodes to record. It is a big deal. There's a lot of effort and energy that has to go in. So let's keep the energy levels high. And uh, how are we going today, guys? What have you got for me? Going well, Jace. Feeling good. 19 to go to 100. I'm all over it now. I'm on board. I'm on board. You know, as soon as we get to 100, mate, I'm thinking about 150. So, feeling good. Nick, how are you going, my friend? I'm just trying to work out if Easter's coming first or the 100 episode. <laughs> I think Easter will come first. No. It'll be, no nice we're, we're doing, we're doing two a week. We're doing two a week, Nico. Okay, so nine. Okay, yeah, no. Okay, yeah. All good. Uh, Let's get through Christmas. I'm pumped. We're back to some business stuff. So Marty's going to share some um, some absolute gold about Toyota today. So always excited to hear about business stuff. And it's, your juices just you get my juices flowing, Marty, when it comes to uh, when it comes to business because you're just oh, no. so knowledgeable. So this is, this is true. He, he had he had my ocean going with red ocean and blue ocean the other day. There was uh, lots, yeah, now, lots. Now Nick's juiced up over my Toyota segment. Mike, we, we might. Where, what what's the world coming before, to? Before we get any legal letters, we better crack in, uh, guys. Uh, over to you, Marty. What's what's happening today? Uh, look, I, I read this fantastic article about Toyota and how humility is a part of their business strategy. And I just like when businesses think a little bit differently uh, to everyone else. So I did a little bit of research on it and um, worked out that the uh, their number one corporate value is humility. And I'll go on, on a little bit about that in a minute. But back in 1973, the big three car makers uh, in the US, General Motors, Ford and Chrysler, basically controlled 82% of the market share. Now today they own less than uh, own less than about fifty percent, and why? And that's because of Toyota's aggressive expansion into the Japanese uh, market in the seventies. So, uh, and a little bit more about that is Toyota started selling Japanese cars, bringing them over from Japan, and um, selling them at a lower cost to what the American car makers do. And, of course, they naturally got panicked because we're bringing outside uh, product in and selling it for cheaper price. Toyota started to get traction. So, of course, doing what good uh, governments do, they uh, included a new protectionist tax on all imported cars. Uh, Yeah, well done on that. So that made Japanese cars as expensive as the American cars. So they thought, you know, that would be the end of the story. But one of the great things that Toyota did in their relationship with the Japanese cars, they realized that the US car makers had pretty good efficiency in the way they looked after and manufactured cars, but they were learning from the Japanese in regards to their efficiencies that really was a low expense but still maintained the quality of the cars. And then they decided to bring the production on US shores so they didn't have to pay that excess tax. Um, So initially, the other car makers weren't worried about it. They thought everything would be okay, but they maintained that quality of a standard and also had low costs and started to get real traction uh, within the market, which was really cool. So, um, So what I liked about that as a leadership strategy they were patient. They learnt what the Japanese were doing well. Uh, they knew what their weakness was, Toyota, initially in the 70s, and found a way to overcome that and create that into a strength. 
as a part of what they wanted to do and what they wanted to accomplish. And of course, we all know where Toyota is today. But here's the quote I really like. They finally honed production processes um, uh, which were so efficient and lean that they could beat the US car makers at their own game. You've probably heard of the notion continuous improvement in manufacturing. Toyota is pretty much synonymous with that term. So I really like that. And some of the things we can learn out of Toyota is that most business success stories involve bold moves and daring ideas, but not this one. Toyota spent years studying the production lines of American car makers such as Ford. They knew the US car industry was more advanced and efficient than the Japanese industry at that point. They studied their competitors. They tried to copy what the Americans did so well. They blended these processes with their newfound strengths and came up with something even better. Um, so I just thought that was a fantastic, fantastic story. And Humility is a part of what Toyota is about. That's their value. So can you name an executive at Toyota that has a big profile? Like we think about the Elon Musk and Tesla and buying Twitter, and it's all like, as much as I love Tesla, don't get me wrong, but it's a it, it's an ego play where everyone comes under that Japanese value system of humility and quality, and that's how they expanded the brand, and that's why they're so successful today, because everyone incorporates that in their full infrastructure of business, in operations, their team members. It's all about the production of the quality of the product in the most efficient cost-effective way, and that's how they have become such a dominant force. So to me, that continuous improvement, I love that. Um, I call it idea sex. So (laughs) kids are in the car, just earmuffs, hands over the ears. But uh, I like that idea of bringing concepts together in a new way to create something better. Because sometimes, you know, first, you know, when you're first in line, you can either make billions or blow up, right? So sometimes it's good to just peruse what's working well, what's not working well, finding efficiencies until you find something that you know you can leverage out, that it's quality and, um, you know, change the game. And that's what Toyota did. So, and that's the, they look at, they took a big goal such as becoming a cost leader in our category without compromising quality. And um, it just impacted every area of the organization. So, yeah, I just thought it was pretty cool. Um, I like the value of humility, but I like the fact that there was efficiencies around that and how they took that to the market. I thought it was very clever in a way to make real inroads on a on a quality company. Uh, thoughts around that, gentlemen? Oh, look, I think um, one of the things that you mentioned there was continuous improvement, and this is something that um, – I think about our business. I know we do it, but we we don't document it. Um, but 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 we do do it. And we probably need to get better at documenting it. But every business should have a continuous improvement program and should really have that documented. Um, and we need, to, as I said, we need to get better at it. But what are you doing to continuously improve your organisation? Um, in this case, it's manufacturing, and you know, no doubt, looking at efficiencies so they can produce cars at a lower cost. Um, you know, it could be a number of things for your business, Jace. It could be, you know, how many hands are touching a file. I'm, I'm not sure what systems are using, what tech you're using, but I think uh, I really like that um, that word or that phrase, continuous improvement. And everyone should have a continuous improvement plan in their business, constantly looking at what are they doing, can they be better at it, 
how do they create efficiencies and, you know, ultimately increase margins or increase sales. So that's what resonates with me. Yep, 100%. That con- continuous improvement, uh, part of humility, then part of continuous improvement, you know, if you want that in your organisation, it's not just going to happen by accident. You can't just hire a bunch of people and expect them to constantly be looking to be looking for improvements of how to make things run more smooth or be more profitable. That needs to be dialect that's spoken about. It needs to be something that's that's embraced by everybody. You know, starting at the leaders and then all the way down to you know the person who delivers coffees or, or the person who runs the mailroom, whatever kind of business you're in. Um, but that continuous improvement is such an amazing thing. And, you know, you're right, Nick, you know, I think about it and I think sometimes we get busy and we, you know, we get into the doing of things and and sometimes we don't take a step back to look at how we can improve something just because it's been done that way for five years, 10 years, or since the dawn of time doesn't mean there's not a better way now. And as technology and systems become more and more advanced, um, it's definitely, you know, such a big factor to start looking into that. And I just uh, looked up the, the, uh, values of car companies and brands around the world. And Toyota is the second most valuable car brand in the world behind Tesla. And, you know, and you think of Toyota, like, um, I guess, you know, I'm thinking Mercedes and BMWs and Teslas and these cars you see on the road and people being flashy and, you know, being all out there. But Toyota is just, just getting it done. Just, just providing great quality cars for, for everybody. And, um, They've just stood the test of time, haven't they, by by embracing, you know, humility and continuous improvement and not trying to be anything more than what they are, but just deliver good quality vehicles. Yeah, so true. And I, I think about NASA's uh, slogan, like everyone at NASA is here to put man on the moon. And that might change now, might be people on the moon now. But um, but I really like that, whether you're mopping the floors at NASA or you're an astronaut, regardless, the mission is we're here to put you know man on the moon and everyone plays a part in that regardless of their role. And, and that's what I felt with Toyota in reading through uh, some of the articles was the humility of the importance of what their, what their mission was uh, in providing quality to the world in what they do with vehicles. And... Uh, and I'd be interested, I'll do some research uh, in regards to wages. I, I guarantee it would be more consistent across the board as well in many ways, I would think. So, 100%. Uh, yeah, but I, yeah, well, I just thought it was great. I just, I just read this and then, you know, channeling, thinking about Toyota as a brand. Humility as a value at its highest allows selflessness and dignity for a better world. A person with humility listens to and accepts others. Humility is staying stable and maintaining power on the inside, but not needing to control others on the outside. Now, when I think of Toyota in that, I go, Toyota's not, you know, making bold statements and, you know, slamming other brands and, you know, saying they're going to do something and, you know, to, to try and, you know, big note themselves. They're just stable and maintaining power as the second biggest, most valuable car brand and company in the world. And they've worked hard and earned that over time. And and they, you know, there's there's nothing that I can think about over over the history of my thoughts on Toyota that make me think, oh, geez, they put a foot wrong there. Um, you know, I think, and I reckon Toyota Hilux. I mean, think about it. I think that's one of the best selling cars in our country is the Toyota Hilux. Um, it's just a quiet achiever that uh, gets it done and, you know, looking at good values and, and good management. And, and you know, we, we've talked about that so many times on the podcast of the keys, you know, to the core, you know, the, at the core of a good business is great values and continuous improvement and, and you know, providing quality. It, 
and I'm probably a little bit biased because I have driven Toyotas for a, a long time now, but the thing about them, which is really fascinating when I think back, is I go, whenever I get in the car, I, I, I say surprising statements. Like I go, oh, these seats are so comfortable. <laughs> like just, just you know, just little things. Like I didn't expect them to be so comfortable, but they're they're really comfortable. Like just basic stuff. Mm. And you go, oh, the turning circles really, really good. Like it's now. I'm I'm not making any comparison to any other car, but I I just think for this big car, maybe that turning circle shouldn't be mm. as good as it should be. Mm. But it is. Mm. But you you get these you get these mild surprises that are that are slightly unexpected. But probably something I haven't talked about before. Mm. Like I'd say that to my partner, you know, to Cole. We talk about the comfort of her car, and it, and it's yeah, it's just a nice thing. Do you know the best-selling car in the world? Toyota Camry, Toyota Corolla. Corolla, there yeah. you go. Oh, by by volume, by numbers. I think they sold one point one million Corollas in. 2021, so that made it the best-selling passenger car worldwide. Nice. Good value at a good price. Followed by the Toyota RAV4, second best-selling passenger vehicle worldwide. Who would have thought? There you go. Just getting it done. Nailed it. Yep. Low fuss, good margins, no doubt. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and uh, good humility. Oh. Something in that for uh, every business out there, right? Yeah. Yep. And the Toyota Camry was in the top five as well, So, and the Yaris rounds out. They've got four of the top ten selling cars worldwide, so mm. you know just just consistency. Love it. Yeah, it'll be a balance of options and price. I think they've just really got that sweet spot nailed. Um, that's something you can do when you look at your own businesses: is how are you offering different options for for all different people who who want to transact with your business? You know, it's almost the small, medium, large, and uh, you know, catering to to all different markets. They've uh, nailed well, it. Well, it's like we, we, we've been talking about even in our business, like we're working on, you know, putting out a finance proposal that's consistent across the board and it's not, not in yet. But again, it's just that consistency of delivering quality every time that's across the brand. And, you know, we have discussions around that of going, how does a client know that it's an Innovate broker? And it, and it can be totally understated in, in regards to what we choose to deliver to make them aware of that. But again, I want it to be to a point where someone in Queensland, a broker in Queensland, is delivering, you know, the same the same presentation as they would be in Melbourne. So it's you know people know it's an innovate broker uh, because of our brand, and you know those little things that I hear about Toyota uh, confirm you know that where we're heading on that across the board. So it's good stuff. Yep. Oh, I love it, Marty. It's uh, as always, uh, you know, you boys find the gold. If it's not subscriptions on your Mercedes to be able to get seat- heated seats, we're uh, talking humility and Toyota. So uh, maybe we've uh, hit a bit of a car trend lately, but I, I absolutely love it because there's in- important 1% of values and lessons that we can learn. So I appreciate you sharing today, Marty. Uh, it's been another episode of The Numbers Game. We're one step closer to that 100th episode. Look, at us go if you've got anything you want to give to us from a feedback point of view you can hit us up at hello at the numbers game podcast.com.au or find us on instagram and uh, nick and marty love their linkedin super active sharing some quality content there so make sure you connect with uh all the co-hosts of the numbers game it's uh until next time though game over